You're listening to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 39, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I am sitting down today with Christine Leskin. I know Christine from YYC Cycle. She's a motivator there, and her classes are amazing. And over the last couple of years since she started teaching, I've gotten to know her through YYC Cycle, going to her classes, doing the social media, all of that kind of stuff. And Throughout that time, I followed her on social media and I have seen her start her own business, multiple businesses actually, and I knew that she would be the perfect, one of the perfect people to come on this podcast and talk about um, why she quit her job and how she has started multiple businesses in such a short period of time. Christine is the founder and owner of Enlightened Benefits as well as Lifelit and like I said, a motivator at YYC Cycle. Uh, on, in this episode, she shares how and why she started the businesses. One of them, Inline Benefits, is in insurance, and the other one, Life Lit, is in jewelry. They seem very different on the outside, but at the core, um, Christine is really all about helping people and creating a connection with people, which both businesses do just in a different way. She shares how she's trying to change social media and how it is being used, making it more real and raw and sharing someone's entire story rather than just the highlights. Christine gives her business advice and how she dedicates time to learning new skills and finding ways to resolve problems that she encounters, which can mean spending all day learning how to edit videos or how to use a laser machine for her beads for her bracelet. Her two biggest takeaways um, that she's come with for advice for business is to stay curious and to find a mentor. She dives deeper into what that means and how it has impacted her life and her business career. So with that, let's get into it. Here is Christine Leskin. Welcome back to the podcast. I am sitting here today with Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. She's so nervous. We had like a full debrief before this happened. Just a little. Do um, all of your interviewers become like instantly sweaty when you start? Okay, that's where I'm at. Cool. And then some people are like, who am I? Like, what should I say? And I'm like, it's fine. Just pretend that we're not recording. Yeah, basically just like a first date, but super casual. Okay, and sweaty. And sweaty, right. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. okay, do you want to start with telling us who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Christine Luskin. Um, what do I do? Basically a lot, and I love it all. So um, the main job that I have is I'm the owner and um, of Enlightened Benefits Consulting, which um, basically means I'm an insurance broker. So I build um, group benefit programs, um, retirement programs, and wellness programs for companies. Um, all that means is I like design the programs, I negotiate the pricing that are going to be on the programs, I educate the employees, so talk about the programs, how they work. Um, I actually write communications about wellness and retirement and benefits, all of that, um, and just ongoing support for clients. So. I'm that liaison between them and the insurance company because I, I speak the insurance language and I know how the inner workings of the insurance company works rather than the employer or the employee going directly to the company and trying to navigate through that. 
that's my job to kind of support them with that. So that's job number one. <laughs> job number two. Um, recently, I started a company called Lifelet, and uh, that is a bracelet company. Um, so basically, what I'm making is beaded bracelets that have symbols engraved around the bracelet. So the customer chooses those symbols up to 16 symbols. And those symbols represent uh, life experiences, so their story, um, or future goals in their life that they want to have. Um, so I make those and I'm on social media also sharing people's stories. So that's like the other part of it. So it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a business to draw connection with ourselves by having the bracelet. Um, but also to sh like the opportunity to share a story um, outside of that. So either with like day-to-day -day conversations because we're wearing the bracelet or if you have the opportunity to film with me to share your story that way too. So that's job number two. And job number three is I'm a spin motivator at YYC Cycle. This is how we met. Yes. You've had the pleasure of seeing my craziness and that's been yes. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been back. I keep back here. You come back. So okay, okay so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, and, and that is basically, um, I'm the DJ, I'm the light show, I'm the inspirer, the motivator, um, on a front bike with usually 40 some people in a room, um, which is a just an amazing way to be a part of the community, having some sort of positive influence in the community. So that's, uh, that's job number three. Wow. <laughs> We're going to get into each one of those, <laughs> but let's start with insurance because that was the first one you said. So um, insurance can be boring, which is probably what most people think. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Was that the plan? No. When you were, when you were 12, were you like, you know what? I can't gonna wait to be an insurance broker. That's what I want to do. Yay. No, not at all. Uh, that's funny. When I, uh, when I was younger, I actually wanted to be a police officer. Oh, um, a lot of people don't know that about me. And... I was, I think it was just more that I wanted to help people and I wanted to like do something like right in this world, like literally loved watching anything that had to do with police officers. I had my little gun and like handcuffs and go around the house. I love doing that. Um, but becoming an insurance broker, I love how you said that it's boring because it is literally not an exciting thing that I talk about. It, it isn't. And when I think about insurance, um, it's also not fun to sell. So it's not like I'm handing you something and saying, here you go, um, use it. I'm actually in hopes that you don't use it. So if I hand you a life insurance policy, uh, like if, we, if we're thinking about individual um, policies, if I hand that to you, I'm literally hoping you never use that. But what I'm also ha handing you is like a sense of security. And that's what I like about the insurance world. So I'm going into companies and they're telling me about you know, wanting to treat their employees well. Um, they want happy, healthy employees. And so I'm coming in there building benefit programs and retirement programs to help with the health and the finances of the employees, that the employer is doing something good for their employees that is proactive, um, but also taking the risk off. So it's, a, it's about moving risk too. So when we look at insurance, um, that's why people buy it, is that they're moving risk away from them so that they can have a sense of security. So if something happens, this is there for them. 
And so it, it, it's a powerful thing when you can go into a company and you can build this and they feel like a sense of security for their employees. Their employees have that sense of security and they love working where they are even more when that's built. I, I love putting actually brand new benefit programs together because the employees that never had it. And so when that gets implemented, I feel like a hero coming in. And <laughs> Here we go. And I've negotiated those pricing, pricing and this is how it works. So I, I love that aspect of it but it isn't the most rewarding job in the fact that I'm handing you something that you can use right away. Um, however, that sense of security, I really, really love that impact. So yeah, right. so I love that you said it. It's, it, yeah. is, it is kind of boring. <laughs> right, well, and you're still helping people, like even though not in like a police force way, yeah. it's very, people need benefits. Yeah. Like you said, to live a healthy and happy life. Yeah. Assuming they need yeah right away <laughs> and you know what I um there there has been moments that you know the life insurance policy became active like something has happened mm-hmm. and that is another part of my job that is is hard but it also feels good that you're like okay we had that in place and I'm I'm glad that's been in place like I, I have people close to me that have lost loved ones and because of that insurance policy, that has actually put them into a situation that instead of being in so much debt, it, it has helped them move forward. So that's the, the other aspect. It is a little dark, but it also, in those dark moments, sometimes the financial impact that it can have, it's nice to have these policies in, in place. So yeah, cool. so it can be rewarding in, yeah. in a different way too. Yeah, well, it's good because some people, we need people who are doing it that are actually looking out yeah people receive yeah right okay and so do you want to share the journey then of how enlightened benefits started and why you decided to start your own yeah firm? so um i worked at the insurance company first and i worked right from the bottom up so i worked starting in the call center then i worked into admin so in the background doing all the paperwork um and then i went into a service role where i was working with consultants and brokers with their clients and that's where I knew what I wanted to do. So it was it was kind of, it fell. I started working in an insurance company, but once I started seeing brokers and going into their clients and how I was supporting them, I wanted to be on the other side of the fence um, and have my own clients and consult on that end. So I moved to the other side of the fence and learned how to design programs based upon um, a corporate strategy, their needs, um, negotiate pricing analysis. I love Excel. <laughs> it's the nerdy side of me. I love it. So I, I, I got to really delve into doing that. Um, and there's also a, a function of, you know, presentations. And so going out and presenting to clients, but also going out and presenting to employees, that was a very big learning growth for me. Uh, I remember my first one, just like today's interview, uh, very nervous and then it just got became easier so I, I, I loved being in front of people and and helping people and then writing communications that creative side started coming out in that aspect um, and for a while you know working at other insurance co- or, I'm sorry uh, consulting houses and broker broker houses the reason I actually started um, my own business um, early 2018 is I struggled when I was working at other places with 
how they did certain things. One of the, the things in my world is I get paid through fees. Um, so there, there's usually a percentage kind of in the background. And most clients, um, you know, they might see that, but a lot of brokers out there or consultants are very forward with their fees. I've always been the type of person to be very forward with what I'm being, you know, what I'm charging and what it ends up being. And that's something I actually really struggled with because there wasn't a transparency at other places that I worked. And I wanted to have that. So that's a struggle. There is a change coming into my industry now that that has to be told to clients, but that has always been something that's been ingrained in me. So I wanted that power. And I also wanted the power to not cut corners. Um, in my world, there is ways that you can do things easier and clients would never know the difference. And I don't work that way as well. So I struggled with that. So basically there, there's guidelines of everything that I do. They're not rules, but there are some guidelines out there and I like to follow those guidelines to best serve my clients. So being able to have my own company, I could do everything I wanted the way I wanted. Yes, it was, it, it is hard, um, you know, finding clients, even trusting that, you know, I'm a one person show. And I, I know what I'm doing and you only you do you just need one person. And typically, if you go to a broker house or a consultant house, you are working with one person. But sometimes when some like a client that sees something bigger, they they will go directly to that first. So that that's that's a struggle that I have still. Um, but the great thing about having my my own business, too, is that, you know, I have the power to take on as many clients as I want. And so I can find that like sweet balance to be able to um, not to have too many and be able to give direct service and be there and support clients just the way I want. So I am in full control. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> so some of everything I just said, just I'm in full control to do things exactly the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I totally understand because I we're in different industries, but yeah. I do exactly the same thing where I picked my clients and how many I want and to put the extra effort into it yeah. as opposed to big agencies same same idea um and so what have you learned kind of about yourself and about running business in the last year and a bit since starting your own oh it's a lot of effort Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of overcoming so each each business that i have have different things that you struggle with but when i'm looking at enlightened benefits consulting specifically um you get a lot of no's and it's getting through those no's. And sometimes even getting through, like when I get a no, I like asking the question of why. So would you, you know, would you be able to share why? So I can learn, you know, is there something I could do better? Um, with somebody, what is somebody else doing better? And sometimes even those questions of asking why has turned that client into a client of mine because there was that interest, there's a solid interest and that's just the way I am. And um, sometimes they don't know what they, they know so you know educating them and I like to ask questions we can we can talk about that even more but I'm, I'm very much of a person about asking questions and that can that can really help me grow um, but yeah it's a lot of a lot of overcoming a lot of learning when I when I started in Lightning Benefits I made my I actually made my own logo so I had to learn how to do graphics <laughs> that was interesting uh, and I I chose the colors. I, I made the website. That was a lot of learning there. So even how to design a website versus like what content do I want to put on there? Um, you know, social media. 
there's a social media aspect to it. So what information do I want to throw out there to be like my company brand? Um, and then on top of that is creating, you know, everything from contracts and things like that, like the right from the ground up. So that takes a lot of work and a lot of time. But again, it's that, that ownership of that's, that's mine. And that's the rewarding part of it. Like, this is why this is my baby. So it's just, it's a lot of overcoming and learning and learning and learning and keep yep. overcoming and keep going. So, right. And let's just, before we move on to your next job, because we briefly <laughs> talked about it uh, with the Facebook posters that are in your office. Uh, let's talk about Facebook a little bit because it's cool that they were a client of yours. Yeah. So, do you want to just talk about that experience and working with such a big company that people, especially I'm sure people wouldn't even think about it, that you're in Calgary, even if you're working for a, a brokerage, yeah. that you got to work with Facebook and go down there. I, I have worked with some like really cool companies, Facebook being being one of them. Um, what I, I'm going to move backwards just for a second. Um, one of the things I really, really love about my job is I get to go into a company and I get to understand their inner workings. So I get to meet the decision makers and have relationships with the decision makers. It is literally the only job that a person gets to go in and sees a company from end to end. Because I get to know the decision makers, what they want to do, how they like how they value things, what they're strategizing, what's to come. Because even in their budget, what's to come. So if they're buying other companies, that can affect the benefit program, the retirement program. So I get all like the inside scoop. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's great, but then you also get these very close relationships with these decision makers. Um, so you get to meet some really cool things, like customers and clients and Mark see what Zuckerberg. they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. A little intimidating too. I We can go back to Facebook now. So I, I love being able to meet these clients. And I also get to meet their employees because I sit down with them. I I, I, I do presentations. I, I will literally do one-on-one meetings with them. Um, so I get to see a company from end to end. But Facebook was such an interesting client to see how they take care of their employees from their their campus and everything that they included on their campus, um, like fun things, free like all the restaurants. I would be super fat by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream shops, everything. They 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 really really made it a place that you would want to be there all the time. Very smart, um, but it was it was such a cool experience to see a company that that puts so much effort towards that. And like what the outcome is. And it's funny when you actually put that effort into employees and like, hey, we're going we're gonna to make this easy on you. We're going to take care of you. You know, it, it you won't see it right away. But over time, you will actually see that geared towards like such a positive atmosphere. Um, but I remember being on campus and we were having lunch and I was at the table with like all of these HR people, I had WhatsApp there. I had the Facebook HR lady. I had a whole bunch of people. And I'm looking around campus and I'm seeing people on their computers and everyone talking. Literally thought I was the dumbest person there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I vote me being like the less of everyone having the intelligence here. Um, so a very intimidating group to be around. Um, but a really cool place to be and learn too. Right. Well, and even just being surrounded by people, it's always, I mean, you don't want to be like at the bottom of everybody, but it's always good to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. And you like, even just being in like, I'm sure on campus, you were just like, had so many ideas and so inspired and so, you know, inspired. being around like that kind of And learning like, people's dedication. like, 
growth on how they got there. That was really interesting because that's, I love asking questions. So how did you get to where you are? Right. What, what did it take? And wow, um, that was really cool. And um, very inspired by, and I have taken that, what I've learned on at Facebook campus. And so when I think of wellness strategies for companies, so we've got benefits, which are um, like health and dental and life insurance. Then, then we have retirement programs. Um, then we have wellness programs, which is the complement to it all. So that's basically a proactive approach to wellness. It could be like fitness stuff, but it could also be um, mindfulness in the workplace, things like that. And you can do things like Facebook on like a smaller scale. And so I've taken some of the stuff that I learned even from them and going, okay, how can you do it for like a very tiny company? And what would that look like? So yeah, I was very inspired by being there. My mind was going a million miles per hour. Not compared to any of the people that were actually right. on Facebook <laughs> campus. Oh my god, <laughs> so cool though. <laughs> so cool. Okay, let us take another track now. Um, let's talk about life lit. Yes. Which to me, I just want to put it out there in case nobody makes a connection. Like I didn't like bracelet and life lit. <laughs> the same word. I was so mindful when I realized that. So I just just so everyone knows, no one needs to be embarrassed now that they didn't realize that connection. <laughs> just here to help everybody <laughs> so do you want to talk about how life came to be and the story behind that and then when you launched like just over a year ago well I love that you brought up the word mm-hmm. um I remember the day that I, I came up with the word I I had been thinking about this idea for a while and finally approached my boyfriend and told him about it and he loved it and we were cleaning one day and we were trying to think of like okay but what would we call it and we were like, I adore him, by the way. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, but we were doing this like back and forth thing. And I remember coming out of the room, I'm like lifelet. Because it's a bracelet with your life on it. And it was simple. It was a little creative. But I wanted one word so that it was something that wasn't super long. You could easily say. Um, and yeah, that's how the word came upon. But if we move backwards on how I came up with the idea of love jewelry my entire life. I would thank my grandma for that. She was she always had a lot of jewelry on. And one of the things I noticed is I always wished my jewelry had a deeper meaning. The only time my jewelry ever had a meaning was if somebody had given it to me. Other than that, it's just something I like and it was pretty. And you know what? That's the basis around jewelry, but I wish it had something that was just more. And, um, you know... I have a beautiful um, charm bracelet that came in a blue box. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's gorgeous. But one of the things I constantly look at is that it's just about things that I like. It wasn't anything about like really who I was. So yes, I have this little black shoe that's on it, but like that's because I wear black all the time and I love shoes. But really, that's not like who I am to to the core. So that's always bugged me. So there was that. And then the second part to that is that I love social media for certain reasons. But the other part that I don't like about social media is it doesn't show the whole story of someone. And so, um, and this translates into, you know, my, you know, being even a motivator. I've had people put me on a pedestal and like, wait a second, let me drop. I want to get off that pedestal in, like in a second because let's hear about the real story of who I am and what it took to get where I am. 
and the the struggles that I've had, the failures that I've had. And in those conversations, it's drawn a connection with people and all of a sudden we've become friends. In every job that I've had, that's what brought me to LifeLit. Even at, when I think about wellness programs, we're thinking about um, mental health. And mental health is like, when we're really looking about like loving ourselves, that's something that people struggle with. And so that's something I write about a lot. Um, so when we look at that aspect that I've always been around, I've always been a runner. Um, we can talk about that. Um, there's a long distance runner. There's so much you have to mentally get, get through. Um, even like my past, my love for jewelry, my wanting to t- change social media into something that was a little bit more real. And then all the connections and having connections, that's what builds life lit. And it was just an idea. And all I had was an idea of like, I want to put symbols on a bracelet. How that was going to come come was a whole different ballgame. <laughs> And a lot of learning, but that was the idea. That was the concept. Then I came up with the name and then it was, okay, how do you do this? So it wasn't, it was just something of coming with the concept and then figuring it out. And yes. And then over the last year was a lot of figuring out. (laughs) (laughs) How do you do this? So yeah, that's how life came across. Cool. And do you want to explain the process of how they're made? I got to see the really yes. intense laser machine. So do you want to walk us through <laughs> how, like from start to finish, kind of like what goes into this? Yeah. So the same company that has the little blue boxes mm-hmm. has the exact same laser machine that I have. Yeah. Fancy. So very fancy. Also scares me with how expensive it is, um, <laughs> but quality. And I think I might have been getting this across even with my other business. It's a huge thing with you've been to my spin classes Mm -hmm. I put a lot of effort into what I do um so down to the beads that I purchased um you know some jewelers when they're like choosing the beads they hollow out the beads so it's it's a lighter weight even when I was choosing the beads if they had to be solid they had to have drilled through holes um down to the laser machine I was choosing I had to make sure I could do some really solid detail and could do a lot of things so that I could advance in the future. There was just so much, even um, the design of the symbols. I worked with a professional graphic designer. This is something I knew I couldn't do by myself <laughs> as much as I've learned some graphic design. And there was, like, I am talking hours upon hours upon hours with, like, thought that went to every single graphic and how it could be simple how it could, they could all look somewhat the same. So if they were all on one bracelet, so much thought went into that. And it was, that was a really cool process as well. But how they're made. So first, um, you know, you take the bead and it's one at a time. So this is not something I just pop into a machine and it does a whole bracelet. It's one bead at a time. It needs to be polished first. So like a nice smooth glowing surface. Um, then that bead through the hole is put onto a rod and screwed onto that rod. And that rod is put into a rotation device and that rotation device, I have settings and everything that I put into the computer. It will rotate at the engravement around the bead three times. And then you take that out. I have to let it cool. It's hot. My thumbs lately <laughs> are so burnt from taking it out. So you take it out, uh, let it cool, and then you got to polish it and then you got to clean it after it's polished and that's just one bead 
And then I do that for every single one. And then I throw that into, uh, it's a professional bracelet elastic. Actually, there's two in every single bracelet um, just for security purposes. Um, so there's that backup elastic in there. So if you somehow break one, and by the way, it, these bracelets have gone through some stress testing. Like I literally would make bracelets and then break them to see how well they would be. And then once they're tied together, they're super glued, dried, again, polished again, and then they're packaged and sent out. Wow. So it's a little bit of a process. Yeah. And how long, like what's kind of like a time frame for how long that would take? It's about an hour and a half per bracelet. Wow. Yeah. The cool thing is, again, when you own, own the company, I can do a lot of customized stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I've had customers and I, I love learning from customers. I really do. I love when people are like, hey, have you ever thought of this? But then sometimes I challenge them and I'm like, hey, like, what's what's the deeper meaning behind that? Um, I'll give you an instance. I had a lady and we were coming up with these symbols next week. Um, she came to me. She's like, do you have a nurse's bead? I'm like, I love that. Like our jobs are very important to us. But is that really the experience behind it? Is that something that really is you or is there some, there's a layer below that? And so we started talking about it. And what I've identified is that we each have our jobs. And if I said I was a nurse, you would have a hard time identifying, like, do we have anything in common? What's that connection between us? But if I said, instead of that, um, like a healer and a caregiver, well, that translates to so many other jobs. And so what I'm doing now is I'm looking at different types of jobs that are out there and going down to really what that what is that and what could be translated into like other jobs, because a healer could also be a mom. It could be a psychologist. Everybody would. And and that's the great thing is that I can make these um, new symbols and that's going to be introduced next week. These new symbols that are based upon what you do and what makes you you at your job. Because I'm sure that if you're a caregiver or if you're a healer, that translates to everything else that you do in your, your life. So, it, And it was a customer that came to me asking that. So I, I, I learned from them. Also, I've had customers ask, like, hey, I'm going to pick the marriage one. Can you put my wedding date on it? Oh, my God. Yes, of course. Like, I love that. So, you know, adding things like that or dedicating it to someone. Um, I have... The capabilities of doing that it's my company it's my laser machine yeah. so yes i can fully customize it i love when people do that too they like send me a note and what do you think and i had one lady um one of my favorite stories because every symbol has a name and it's only just to, to help organize it but i've always told people if you see a symbol and it means something different to you get that like it doesn't matter what the name is so she picked um the hiking symbol. She sent me a note later on Instagram through a direct message. And she said, I just wanted you to know this. Um, she never, she completed high school, never went to post-secondary. Wasn't really proud that we do have a high school stu- like symbol, but it wasn't once something that was really impactful to her. But she's worked from the bottom up in the corporate world. She's a vice president where she is now. And she shared with me that the reason she picked the hiking was it was her representing her climbing that corporate ladder which was so cool Mm -hmm. um and i love hearing you know customer stories or life letter stories (laughs) (laughs) um and what they what they pick what their story is and i learned from it too it helps me grow the business 
as well. Like I, I can only come up with a certain amount of experiences through my own brain. From now on, it's like, what do customers want? Right. And then I can create from that point because I'm not going to know all the experiences and I don't plan to. I plan to listen more and like I love people coming to, to me so I can, I can make something for them. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And you just mentioned Life Letter. Do you want to share what that is? Um, and if the description has evolved since when you first started. So um, one of my mentors in the business came to me and said, you need to find your ideal customer. Who is that? Because not everyone is going to wear bracelets. And not everyone's going to, to be all about this product, which is perfectly fine. But he's like, what would your ideal customer be? What would they look like? And so I started thinking about that. And then... I came up with a definition and it, it did evolve. And I started thinking about my ambassadors, who they were being a part of this, the customers that I've had, the stories that they've shared and defining like what traits that they would have. And um, I put that into like a definition that I would like to see in the dictionary one day. That is literally my company goal is that I would like that like lifelet is like something that you know across the world you've heard of because yes this is currently in Canada but one day I would like that's that's another reason why I pick symbols is symbols translate around the world so we don't need to have language on there but I would love to have that into like something that's like massive one day um but the goal is to have like the definition of what a life letter is I actually because I, I don't know it I like off by heart yeah. read what a life letter is read us the dictionary <laughs> the dictionary we're gonna see in a couple of years um well I, I, a couple of years is pretty positive <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you <laughs> you're gonna do it <laughs> we'll give it a little bit more time so <clears throat> a life letter a person who is proud of their life story and empowers others to do the same found wearing a lifelet bracelet that tells their story and their goals. Typically, per typical personality traits are courageous, intelligent, dynamic, adaptable, genuine, vulnerable, and empathetic. And those, those traits I was really looking at, like I said, my ambassadors, right. my customers, and what they're portraying. So put it down. And they always say that if you put it down, it's gonna happen yeah so it's yeah. a goal yeah i mean i just i listen to dave asprey's podcast all the time and drink bulletproof coffee he just got biohacking put in the dictionary this Ooh. year so and it's his word yeah so basically you just need to get to dave asprey's level okay you can do it <laughs> it's possible <laughs> one day yeah and let's talk about your life lit bracelet i know you're coming Ooh. out you just shared with me that you're coming out with a whole series that will explain the whole thing so yes. We want to keep that kind of like a stay tuned for it. Do you want to share the general meaning behind your bracelet and maybe share a couple of your favorite beads that are on there? Sure. So um, with what you're saying, in a couple of days, I'm going to have an announcement on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So at lifelit.co. And when this comes out, that will be out. So I will link it below oh. because this will come out in like a week or two. So okay. that'll already be out. So I'll link it below so everyone can Perfect. watch it. Um, so I'm going to be sharing my story. I believe in this and you know I love hearing people's stories I really do um, even through my ambassadors who are some of them are friends of mine I didn't know certain things about them and it was it was so interesting to hear them their story on a deeper level I felt so connected to them even more um, so I love hearing people's story 
But the other aspect, I believe in this, so I, I think I need to share my story. Now, I could sit here and I could choose all the, like, the easy ones. Um, and when we look at my bracelet, yes, there are some, like, really celebratory ones on here. They're, they're fun. They're funny. But then there's some really deep, hard ones. And I don't want to sit here and choose. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to share all of them. So every two to three weeks in 2019, I'm going to be doing a filming mm -hmm. of going around my bracelet and sharing the reason I chose it, the meaning behind it, so customers can actually see me unfiltered. I believe in it. I think it's important. I'm not going to choose. I'm going to do it all. So yes, I'm scared. <laughs> but I also think it's really empowering um, and positive to show people that like it is okay. So our life isn't just all the positive stuff. It's it's the messy stuff and it's it's the ugly stuff and it's the good stuff and this like it's it's everything and that's who what makes us who we are. And so I want to share that hey like this is this is who I am and this is like some of the stuff I've been through and good stuff bad stuff ugly stuff all of it. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna go through that. Mm -hmm. I like that, especially you mentioned before about social media and changing how social media is. And I feel like if you're to look at social media, it'd be just celebratory feeds where I think, I mean, it's changing a little bit, but we do need more of sharing every single bead yeah. through even, especially on social media, because obviously it's now a part of how we share our story. So um, I really like that, that you've included both. Yeah. You know what? Um, as the owner of the company, I obviously see what people choose. I never know the reason why they choose it. It could be something that they went through. It could be something that, you know, their parents went through and not had an impact on them. I don't, I never know the reason. I love learning the reasons. Um, but I find, you know, once we go through like the process of picking and everything, it's, we just end up like loving. Like I find that people have a very hard time picking these bracelets. Like it takes some time to go through this process, but we, when we have it, the impact that it has after, I don't know how many messages that I get from customers once they have their bracelet, that, you know, the impact that they have, the conversations that, that they have, social media, I, I want to change it. Like, I'm sorry if we look at my own personal social media. Yeah, like there's been some editing to some of those pictures. I know that. Um, and not all the time, but I want to make the lifelet, you know, that place that we are, we're doing storytelling, good, bad, all of it. And um, even going back to like what I see, this one here is um, depression and anxiety. It is one of the beads on here that I hold very deep to my, like my soul, because I went through a time in my life that was extremely, extremely hard. And I have found, and I, I like, literally think about 80% of the bracelets that I make have this symbol chosen for. And so it really takes away like that, you know, it's, it's there, people deal with it. Um, so that's really cool to actually see as the owner of the company. It's also really cool to see when people say like, Hey, can I share my story? And I, and they pick the hard ones. That's really empowering to actually see people step up and like, this is, I'm choosing to do this. I want to empower other people. So that's really neat too. And it's just the beginning. It's only been a couple months and I'm already like so inspired by everybody that's out there. And I have so much coming. I cannot wait to share 
what's happening, what's my plan for the next year. But yeah, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> I know. I mean, you do too many things. That's really the problem. We'll have to, you'll have many more episodes in the future. We can focus. <laughs> um, so you, all of your businesses really are fairly personalized with the customers and what you're doing and what you're building for yep. everybody. So um, have you found any challenges with that? Since it is, like you said, you put in a lot of effort for everything and for everybody. Um, has there been any any challenges with that? Balance. And, and and I know some people say like, okay, everything should be in harmony. Okay, I've heard, I've heard that saying. So whatever way you want to think about that. But basically, um, I work from home. My office is two steps away. And so I can easily go in there and start working. And I, it never stops. So I could be marketing. I could be creating a bracelet. I can create samples. I could be thinking of ambassadors that I want to create bracelets for or something. That's one aspect. I could be on enlightened benefits and start thinking about, you know, how I want to market or write a, like a communication. It could never stop. Um, so really gearing back sometimes. That is very, very hard. Um, but the other thing I do understand, and I would say this to any entrepreneur, you're going to have moments that you're going to put your head down. Okay. And you're going to have to focus and you're probably going to be in a zone for a little while. And that's okay. As long as like when you're in that zone, you're being gentle to yourself. Like don't be too hard on yourself. You, you'll figure it out and you might have to fail a thousand times before you're there, but you will get there. Um, but a, communication is very important to me as well. So communicating to the people that are around you like I'm in a zone this is what's happening um you know to your spouse so that they know how to support you um like my boyfriend literally would bring water to me when he's he knew I was in a zone and I, I told him okay hey, sometimes I forget to drink sometimes I forget to eat and like this would be two weeks while I was testing and needing to get things done and so he knew where I was having some struggles so he knew where to support me and that was very important, even with my friends. You know, I, I, I'm going to be a little offline. So I love you. I'm going to send you love. But this is where I'm, this is the place that I'm going to be in for a little while. Um, you know, send notes of kindness whenever you can, just so I can have that. And friends would do that. So I learned that from an entrepreneur. And said, you need to set the stage with your, your friends and family to know when, when you're in these zones. Because then you're going to get out of that zone and things are going to be sailing and all of a sudden something. Right. And then you're going to have to get back into that zone, whatever that might be. And that's the ebbs and flows of being an entrepreneur. But, um, you know, I, I find moments of literally sitting with with Lester, my boyfriend. Uh, again, adore him so much. And, you know, Netflix. Time to, like, shut off. He's very busy himself. Um, phone calls. I'm, I'm, I'm very old school. <laughs> I was like, oh God, that's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school and that, what I mean by that is friends. So I find, you know, some people, they, they, their space of, you know, calmness is at home. My space at calmness, not so much at, at home because that I, I literally start thinking when I hear, unless I put Netflix on. Right. <laughs> so sometimes when I'm in the car, I'll be thinking of someone and um, I like calling someone. So usually every single day I think of someone that's in my life and I'm like, okay, how am I going to reach out to them? And is it going to be a phone call? Is it going to be a text? Uh, sometimes it's a text and then it's like, Hey, can we chat? Can we catch up? But also putting that effort there of 
connecting, um, that takes effort, but that's again, going back into like that balance. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about keeping things in balance. Like even your home life, like laundry, totally cleaning, (laughs) walking the dog. It's, it, it takes a lot. Um, but it's a lot of fun too. Like if you go back and you look at it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's your own thing. It's your baby. And you know what? I might fail at all of it, but at least I tried. At least I did try doing something. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like for me, even too, running my own business, like you could always better get a job. Like worst comes to worst, you could go get another job. Yeah. So there's, you might as well do something that you actually enjoy. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be successful. You know, like I'm sure it won't fail so that you have to go get a job, right? You'll, you'll figure it out. Like you said, you figure it out, you build, you evolve, you learn. Yeah. And you know what? It, it doesn't mean that if I did get a job somewhere, I wouldn't love it. Like, no. it's just, I'm not going to have all the control. Yeah. <laughs> and, so am I going to be okay with that? Like, am I going to be okay with going with somebody's decision that might not sit well with me? And so that drives me a lot. It's like, hey, you're doing a good thing. Um, keep going. Not everyone's going, going to love it, but the people that do are really going to love it. So keep going. Find those customers. Find those clients. Um, but yeah, the driving force sometimes is that I don't want somebody to tell me what to do. <laughs> I like that that um, creative part of hey, what's next. Right. Yeah. And on top of all that, speaking of balance, so you're going to have to reiterate your balance because you also, like you said, <laughs> you teach spin as well and you're a running coach. So yep. um, let's talk about how fitness is important to, to you and to everything that you're doing. So it's been a part of my life since I was a little girl. Um, I was on a professional track team. Um, when I was younger. So I was a short distance runner actually at that time, totally different type of runner than I am now. Um, I had a coach always yelling at me and motivating me. Um, I also played basketball and I played rugby. So I did some team sports. So that's always been ingrained in me. And maybe one day I can share the story of while I was doing all of those, um, I was in foster care. And that helped me with my, like my mindset, you know, to compete, to have something, to feel good about it, to be on a team, um, to be a part of something. And so that for me has always been ingrained in me and has something that I've always moved forward with in my life. I moved into a long distance um, runner by accident. I was actually the Calgary Corporate Challenge when I first moved here in Calgary, mm-hmm. I was working at an insurance company um somebody said you know would you want to do a 10k race and be a part of that and because I was playing basketball and things like that at the time it's like okay um tried to train for it and like with my running background I kind of knew what I was doing terrible time totally loved it all the aches and pains from it and then really got into it and um From that, I started going into trail running. So one of my girlfriends said, would you want to do some cross training and go to spin? Because spin is really good because you're, you're moving up and down from a bike, which is just like going up and down rather than flat running. You're doing, you're going up and down. So it's going to use those muscles. Great. I can do spin classes rather than during the winter going outside. (laughs) So I started and, um, 
I remember my first spin class coming out and I was like, what the heck was that? Like, how do people do this? Like, I, I can run. How do people do this? And I was just like, I don't know if I can do it again. I came back and I tried again. And then I think it was about my third or fourth class in, I started understanding the movements. So then I started sinking into the music more. And I fell in love. Um, came, became obsessed with Andrew, the owner at YYC Cycle. I became obsessed with his class. And um, I just loved his motivation, loved what he said. I loved his music. I just loved his style. And, you know, fast forward, he approached me, just sent me a message and said, you know, would you ever consider trying out to be a motivator? I never, like I was in awe of motivators putting a playlist together the things you say like how do you do it I never saw myself being able to do it um but I, I was excited and such a compliment to to be asked like would you consider that so I considered it and I tried out basically immediately and I was honored to get into the training group and you know because I, I before I was already DJing my own stuff when I was running. I already had a music background for that. I made my playlist every time I went running. Um, so that was that was really cool to transition into that and take that skill. Um, I even like was DJing some of my own music. So I got to take that creative aspect and then went into uh, motivating. But I, I didn't expect with what was going to happen. Um, it, it has literally changed me to my core. It's... It, it is a place that you have to become extremely, well, you have to be vulnerable completely. Um, I could, you know, be a motivator and, and, and try to like say what other people say and put a face on, but you would see through it in a second. On the other side of the bike, if you were in a class and I was just spilling out something that wasn't authentic to me, um, you wouldn't probably come to my class again. So it was something that I had to be okay with failing. You fail every class. I will get something wrong, um, miss a drop, but it's about moving forward and moving forward quickly. Like, let it go, keep going. And so it was something that really helped me just let everything go and have fun in that space. And um, what happened next was the impact that I didn't realize I was having. I don't know how many times I left that room and somebody has stopped me and they were having a day or they're going through something. I've said something inspiring, um, which always surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> like what, really? Um, and over the direct messages through Instagram and they brought me to tears because I was literally just being myself and saying things that I would say to myself on that front bike if I needed to get through something and that translated to something, someone who had some sort of impact, who then started to share a story of what they're going through. Then I started to share a story. Then they come back to spin again. And then we're talking again. And all of a sudden, fast forward six months, we're friends. And I love that space for that as well. It's a vulnerable space. It's it's a fun space. It's a positive space. Um, and I'm forever grateful. And I actually just finished calling Andrew a couple weeks ago. And I, I had to tell him, you know what, starting this second business life lit it has its days laser machines are complicated <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know about laser machines like a year ago um 
And I'm so fortunate that I can go into that space and be in that space some days. Um, because I can have like such a very, very hard day. Something's not working. And I can go in there. I'm like, okay, your, your teaching spin. Let's get into it. It's a whole 180. I come out of the class so uplifted. Just like you probably would mm-hmm. if you, you came and attended the class. So I'm so grateful for that as well um, to be there. Um, yeah, it's been it's been such an incredible journey. Yeah. And how has that, how has what you've learned as a motivator, like everything you just said, how has that impacted your other businesses? Besides being like, when it's stressful here, you go there, but how have you taken like what you learned about yourself and applied it to your businesses? So, um, presentations for sure. So being in front of clients, like I am so relaxed now. Right. If I can be in front of 40 people and be weird in a spin class, I can actually do a professional presentation. Um, so removing all the layers has allowed me a, a space of just being myself, which has allowed me to serve clients better. So it allows me, you know, when you're a motivator, you have other motivators that come to your class. You have coaches that come to your class. You have biker gang that comes to your class and they provide feedback. It's taking that feedback, that critique, and like, hey, how, how can I do better? So it's allowed a space of constant critiquing and growing, um, which then allows me that space in my business but it also it's funny when a client comes to your spin class um i remember my first client coming i was just like literally looked at him and i said okay you're gonna see a very very different christine like the professional christine is gone (laughs) you see a very weird loud crazy person in a second year i'm hoping you're my client still after (laughs) he laughed and then very next week he brought his wife and he comes to my spin class every Sunday now. And even when the employees come to, come to the spin class, it's it's such a cool place because yes, you get to see a professional side and as at me, out of me, I'm sorry, in my other businesses. You get to also see a, like this real side of me when I'm in that room, which I really, really like because then I feel like it draws a connection with my clients on a very real level. That you're in that space also sweating and pushing and you're being vulnerable there too so I really like that aspect as well so that's that's really cool it's also helped with wellness strategies um for companies Mm -hmm. because I have connections through the fitness community and um even you know figuring out what that is and sometimes even like charity stuff I've done with spin um I did one earlier um last year where you know I I paid for the motivators to be there and, and donate it to the company and actually gave my time and said like, here, this is my way of giving a financial donation. Plus also being in front of all these people for you with my time. I find, you know, even as a running coach, um, cause I, I coach, uh, running on the side, you know, giving time to people is like a, a massive thing. So that's how I volunteer back too is sometimes teaching on that bike or sometimes even you know giving my time to somebody who wants to go and do their first half marathon so yeah yeah that's awesome um and how do you stay organized after doing all that so, i mean i've seen your office now so it's a little bit ocd <laughs> but how, how does this all work for you <laughs> so if we go back to when i got the nickname monica Oh, we've all watched Friends. <laughs> we all know that's the end. We I am literally <laughs> the real-time Monica Geller. Um, I'll never forget this. One of my best friends. We've been friends for, gosh, like 19, 
long time. We'll just put that there. <laughs> she came over and I was just finishing up cleaning and I was vacuuming my vacuum. And she's like, literally, that's from a Friends episode. And I'm like, what do you what? And I hadn't seen that this episode. Um, so she started calling me from Monica and, you know, dark hair and mm-hmm. pale skin and <laughs> um, very OCD. Like if you look into my cupboards and stuff, I, it's just that's how I function. And um, the way I keep myself organized, though, is it's 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 constant work. So like I don't really get a day off. It, it's every day like, hey, can I just throw a load of laundry in? Um, while I, I'll go throw laundry in, I'll go do a few emails, I'll come back, I'll put that in the dryer, I'll hang it, I'll go start creating a bracelet. Like it's just constant flow of what's happening. But I always start my day with a, what do I, what's happening today kind of thing. So I'll have my coffee, I'll sit down and I write out, okay, you've got these things that are priority, um, these are when you have meetings and I've worked amongst that. Um, but I also look at my week ahead, like there are certain things I need to plan ahead, such as, you know, making a playlist. Um, and when is that going to be? And I throw that into a calendar. You probably see my huge board of things to come for the year. Mm-hmm. And I draw from that of what's, what's going to be coming. So I know what I can talk about for marketing, social media, but I always take that in the line with my calendar and yeah it's constant harmony mm-hmm. what needs to what's coming what what should I, what can i do um and then sitting down every once in a while I'm like okay you got 30 minutes just relax right. <laughs> but it's being it's it's honestly being gentle on yourself too we're very very hard on ourselves that we're not doing good enough mm-hmm. and it's saying like yes i am doing good enough and this is like my capacity this is where i'm at right this is all i can do and now i'm at that capacity and i literally am going to put netflix on because i just need to zone out right. and i need some relaxing time or I need to play cards. My boyfriend and I love playing cards. Yeah. Sit, sit and have like a glass of wine and we're going to play cards and be silly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think that's important, especially working for yourself and being at home all the time because you could always be doing something. And I feel like there's that guilt that if you're, you're not doing it, you don't like deserve to be self-employed or something. Like it's a very strange yeah. thought process. Yeah. Um, but if you were to have a nine to five job where you'd go to work and you would not necessarily even work for eight hours because we all know when some corporate life. We're gonna go get a coffee at ten and twelve and two. That's okay with everybody. And take an hour and a half lunch. Exactly. So you just have to like remind yourself that, like you said, that it's okay if you need to watch Netflix at seven p.m. Like a yeah. normal person, like it's fine. Yeah. And you know what? I might watch Netflix, but I might go back and do a couple of emails. Right. That's perfectly fine. Um, life as an entrepreneur means that my hours are not nine to five. They could be from like seven till ten. The yeah. three to midnight. Right. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Yeah. And when your like brain works, because yeah. I always that's my favorite part is that you can stop working when your brain stopped working. Oh yeah. And stop forcing it. For sure. Know? Naps are great. Naps are great. Yeah. Love my naps. Yeah. Usually every Sunday it's I go teach my class and go eat a beautiful brunch and take a long nap. It's yeah. my reset. That is so good. <laughs> uh, what are your favorite things to do outside of all of the other things that you do? How do you disconnect from work besides Netflix? Besides Netflix? Yeah. Um, what card games? I love board games. Mm-hmm. And it's actually on my bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have always, since I was a little girl, loved board games. Monopoly was one of my favorite things. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, so board games were kind of the less expensive um, option. Even my grandma, we used to, we used to play blackjack. I literally would go over there. We'd sit there and play blackjack for hours. 
It's just my thing with my grandma. Right. Um, so for me, like games, um, you know, going out for dinners and things like that, uh, that would be my fun. Mm-hmm. I really like now that I'm getting a lot older. <laughs> um, and I like to do things that are not going to suck my energy too much. Mm-hmm. So not too, like, yes, I will have late nights for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't like doing that often. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to go for dinner and come home and like relax and then get up early. Right. So Being home for three days. No. I feel like it's like four or five now. It's like literally <laughs> like the weekend ends and it's not until the next week and I feel like a human being again. So yeah, no. Uh, but those, those times are going to come too. And um, I mentally have to almost prep them. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming. So, um, but again, that's going back into being the, do the gentle on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So going back to like, yeah, things come with as a flow is just like life. Like, life overall is going to have, like, a lot and then all of a sudden, like, nothing. And it's, you know, going with that flow of it. So, oh, bath time. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love, it's almost every single day I have, like, a 30-minute bath and I just mm-hmm. sit in there. So, it's, like, quiet for me. Yeah. And, you know, if I bring my cell phone in there to look at social media or I don't, it's, it's just quiet. Right. So, I like that. Yeah, yeah. too. Um, a couple more questions. Sure. What advice would you give people who want to start a business now that you've started a couple in different areas? So my first piece of advice, find mentors and not just one. I have, I am honored to have the mentors that I have that have given their time to me. Um, Cause time to an entrepreneur is a massive thing. So when they take the time to sit down and even have a coffee with me, that's amazing and be prepared to learn and so you might have an idea but be open to listening to what somebody else might say and it doesn't mean you take it but it might spin off you know something different um i have had mentors that i sit down and you know i've got this whole list of things i want to talk about my ideas and i literally cross things off because i'm like no that sounds so much better or whatever that might be or i I understand that that perspective from it but having surrounding yourself with people that can challenge you and can share what they've been through is massive. Like, don't go into it with, you know everything. I promise you, you don't. And keep learning and keep asking questions and find what is actually meaningful to you and take that and grab onto it and move forward. But mentors are a massive thing for me. Mm-hmm. And where did you find your mentors? If someone was looking for one, um, you know what, business owners, they got there. Mm-hmm. So what did they get to get there? Um, it, it's it's funny when you actually talk to a business owner, even clients that have turned into clients when they've said no to me at first. It's like, hey, why? You know, what would you want to see more? Um, being curious is is super important in this world. So you know, what businesses do you already currently? deal with like is there a certain place that um like a like that you go like a fitness studio um either there's then people in my room at my fitness studio once I start talking to them after class I'm like hey like you do that tell me more and then all of a sudden I'm like we need to go for coffee I would love to learn more and then all of a sudden they've actually shared and helped me in my path um so yeah mentors and being curious but Mm -hmm. 
You can find them anywhere. Sure. They usually have their own thing going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and is there a book or podcast that you would share with listeners? Um, Four Agreements. Do you, have you heard that, of that no. book? Um, I always forget them. What are they? Four agreements. Okay, so there, there's four agreements. <laughs> there's four. <laughs> First one, um, be impeccable with your word. Commitment is a massive thing for me. So commit, like if I say I'm going to do something, like I'm committing to do it. Um, yeah, some things might need to get rescheduled sometimes, and that's perfectly fine. Um, when it comes to my spin classes, I have committed that every single week you're going to get a brand new playlist. That is a commitment. And I show up. So I don't really, like, I try not to have my classes subbed a lot. Okay, that's my commitment. Um, when I tell a client I'm going to do something, yes. I say online for LifeLit, but I want you to be happy with this. I had, you know, hey, the bracelet was, you know, not perfect sizing, great. Send it back. I'll resize it for you. No charge. Like, it, being impeccable with my word and staying to my commitments is a massive thing to, for me. Um, don't take anything personally, Okay. I'm a little weird. We all know this. <laughs> and just like, you know, be a little bit lighthearted. And yes, things are going to be hard and it's okay. Um, you're going to get through it and try to be kind to yourself while you get through it. But, um, you know, go through it with a light heart. And it'll be easier while you go through whatever processes you're having. Um, don't make assumptions. Going back to questions. So with my friends, with my family, with my clients, I like to ask questions. So like, hey, what's going on? Um, I, I don't want to pretend that I know everything in this world. Yes, sometimes I might talk like I do, um, but I know deep down I, I don't. And I like to ask questions. I like to stay curious. And I don't want everyone to assume that you're thinking something and I don't want to react in the wrong way. So if I'm reacting some way, hey, like what's, what's going on? Um, and always do your best. Yes. Always. But the other thing is, is we get very hard on ourselves. And I always see cycle. I'm, I'm currently a, a coach to other uh, motivators. One of the things that I've, I've talked to other motivators about is that go into that room and do your best. Okay. And, and some people are going to love and vibe with your class and some people not so much. Like I'm a crazy person in the room all the time. Some people might vibe with that and some people might not. And that's fine. But as long as every single time I leave that room and I said, I tried my best. I did everything that I could. That's all that you can do. And so everything that I do in my life, like, yes, I'm going to like, I'm going to take myself up to that standard. But that's the, that's the farthest I can go. I can't do any better. And yes, maybe somebody can do it better than me. And that's perfectly fine. But I'm not there. And so the four agreements was like a very like impactful book for me because it's how you can like do your business, you can have your relationships, like everything that you do. Um, it wasn't just about business. It wasn't just about a relationship. It was like, Hey, like how can you make decisions and follow through with everything in life? So I, yes, right. I would highly recommend that book. Yeah. And it's short. It's not super long. Right. No, I like it. I'll have to read it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and where can people connect with you and your businesses? Um, well, through my three social medias. <laughs> <laughs> so my personal one is uh, Christine Ann. That's A N N E four O three. That's my personal one. 
Uh, then there's enlightened benefits and then there's lifelit.co through Instagram. So those are, those are the three. Um, you can also email me, um, enlightened. So my enlightened benefits one is Christine at enlightenedbenefits.com. And, uh, the lifelit one is Christine at lifelit.co, which reminds me, um, let's go back to piece of advice that I get to give to all entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Buy the domain fast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you share this with you because I found it actually quite entertaining. Not really. Kind of ticked me off. So the reason Lifelit is lifelit.co is I thought of that name. We thought of the name and I went online right away and I Googled it. It wasn't there. No, nobody has lifelit.com. Great. Pondered about it for a couple of days. Went to go and purchase it. It was gone. Somebody already bought it. So what I realized about this world is that there are companies out there that will find out what you're searching and if they like it, they'll buy it. So then I went and reached out to buy it back. It was going to cost me $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> so I said no. So if you have a name, um, be quick to make the purchase mm -hmm. on the domain name because it might be stolen from you very quickly. <laughs> yes, true. And you can always cancel the domain. You can yes. buy it and you yep. can cancel it if you decide to change your name. It's fine. Totally. But yeah. I like, regretted that immediately. I've heard a couple of people actually say that. They're like, it was gone. And then you're like, .ca or .net or like, you're like, what's a great alternative? Yes. So I bought .co. I didn't think it was in my budget to spend $10,000 on that. <laughs> I bought the .ca too just in case. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Um, but that would definitely be another piece of advice. If you got a name. And you, you think that's good before you Google it. Yeah. Be confident, then Google it. Like maybe you'll <laughs> make a list of the ones that you really like, then Google it and be very quick on purchasing because it'll go bye-bye. Yeah, they're waiting for you. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Literally on the other side, they're like, what do you got? And then they take it away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was amazing. It was very informative. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, everything. thank you. This is an honor. Um, I so appreciate the platform. I so appreciate everything that you're doing and interviewing others and what they're doing. So maybe share a lot of stories. Yeah. So. <laughs> <Love that. laughs>